You are listening to Genuine Chit Chat. This show is for real. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I am joined by BZ The Voice and Tonya Todd. So any regular listeners will recognise both of those individuals. Tonya, because she's been on Genuine Chit Chat five times before, plus we've done lots of collaborations on the Comics Emotion feed. And BZ's been on Genuine Chit Chat twice before himself, and his voice is my intro and my outro for the vast majority of the episodes as well. In fact, you would have heard it before my voice here. So... You'll have heard them both many times before, but this conversation is specifically honing in on their relationship with God, their kind of religious and spiritual preferences, those sorts of things. Somewhat in line with the conversation I had with Jennifer Sterling back two episodes ago, and also the conversations I've had with Radhika Rao twice in the last year, and details of both of those will be in the show notes. Now this episode is part one of the conversation, part two will be out next week on this very feed, but if you can't wait that long and if you want to contribute to the show, you can go over to patreon.com slash genuinechitschat and for as little as £1 a month, you get early access to Genuine Chit Chat episodes when they split into part one and part two, and you get access to over 150 Afterthoughts episodes, which is normally myself and Megan reviewing TV shows and movies, but also I release some book reviews on there, I don't put anywhere else, and there's lots of cool behind the scenes stuff as well for as little as £1 a month, so please consider checking that out, link is in the description. But this episode in particular, as I said, it's all about connection with God. So in this part, we speak about Tanya and BZ define their own religious slash spiritual beliefs, and then they speak about why they're open with their love of God, their connections with God. I then get asked why I've been embarking on so many religious discussions recently, and then BZ and Tanya talk about being inquisitive, exploring the idea of attributing their achievements to God while still putting the effort in, listening for God's presence, those sorts of things. It's something that I want to understand a little bit more with myself being atheist. I'm intrigued by how people sort of perceive a connection with a creator or some sort of deity so that's a general idea of what you can expect from this episode i will be back at the end to give you an idea of what's to come up in part two but always check out the show notes because all of that information is in there including all the episodes they've been on recently their social media the various websites imdb pages other things they've been involved with loads of stuff in the description make sure you check that out but without further ado my friends here is bz the voice and ms tonya todd talking about god Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. I am here today with two amazing individuals who have both been on the show numerous times before and are both doing a huge amount of creative things. And I've got them both on to talk about something that's quite uh, important to them in certain ways, and that is religion in general and their connection with God and that sort of thing. I've been doing it a lot more recently. I, I spoke to Radhika Rao, who Tanya put me into uh, contact with, and obviously I spoke to her about Buddhism, so go check those uh, two episodes out if you haven't already. But I want to continue this. I, I've recorded a conversation with someone else about uh, their sort of connection with God, and I'm just kind of on, oddly enough, on the God train in a little weird way, even though I'm not necessarily a believer, but I'm just really intrigued at hearing people's thoughts on that. So to kind of swoop straight on in, let's, let's go straight for it. Beezy, what is your religion what, what how would you define it if someone asked um well that's that the the word religion is primarily a world worldly term mm-hmm. um and i'll entertain it from time to time just for purposes of explanation but um if anyone would ask me what my stance is that would probably be a i guess a more pc uh term to use mm-hmm. um is primitive Christianity. Um, and for those who don't know what primitive Christianity is, um, it, it stems from the original birth of just the church. There were no denominations. There was just the church and the church in itself fell upon what most people would understand as the day of Pentecost. So, um, and that was primary within the age where the apostles, you know, roamed the earth and, uh, spread the gospel. Um, and so that was basically it. There was no denomination. There was no, no, there were no different sects or whatnot. It was just the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was it. So that is, it's called the apostolic or the apostles doctrine. That is the doctrine by, of, by which I am living in which which leads me. The path that I follow is just primitive Christianity from the very birth, 
nothing, anything that's new um, uh, that came afterward, just from that point, therefore, that point forward. Um, it's a lot, I would deem it a lot simpler to, uh, how would I say it? Deem it a lot, a lot, a lot simpler to understand. And one thing I do know is that we'll never fully understand this thing ever. There are thousands, thousands of books of the, of the Bible, thousands. Most people aren't even aware of that. Um, but there are 66 books in a canonized version. And even in those 66 books, the information is inexhaustible. We'll never come to a full understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's an incredible answer. It's um, is there's a lot to unpack there. But before we delve into that, I want to ask Tonya then. So, the same question for you: How would you define your religion or your connection to God? And if there is a different word to use, like, please tell us. I think mine is more of a simplified version of what BZ said, which is: I believe in the covenant, love God and Jesus, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well. And would you define that as a uh, religion? Is that term something? Because I've no, I I don't. I wouldn't call it a religion. If, when people ask my religion, I do say I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. but I feel like I need to clarify a Christian in the true sense of the word, not the Christians that are represented in the media, mm-hmm. because I don't believe that the majority of those are real Christians because they are obviously not following the covenant. If, if what they are doing is spreading hate that by definition is not christian Mm -hmm. yeah i agree completely and it's one of the things i quoted from yourself i can't remember where you said it it might be on social media or on discord but it was it was mentioning that star wars fans ruined star wars and you connected that with christians ruining or christians in air quotes ruining christianity and i i've got the note there of it is it is one of those terms it's one of the reasons i want to speak with people like yourselves and um, other individuals i've had on my show is because when I was younger, especially when I, I went to Catholic school uh, until I was like 10. And then in my teenage years, I was very anti-religion in all respects. I heard about some of the atrocities that have been um, done in the name of various religions across the world and across history. And due to my connection uh, with Catholicism when I was younger, neither of my parents are Catholic. Um, because of that, there were certain things I'd ask questions and I'd be told not to ask, ask certain questions. And I would be told off from my inquisitiveness and things like that. And so I had a very bad taste in my mouth for the religion for for quite some time. And then sort of in the last five or 10 years, um, I'd probably say 10 years, it's really started to change. And I've kind of started to open my horizons and perspectives on the varieties of things. And this is one of the reasons I wanted to speak to both of yourselves, because I know, um, especially with yourself, BZ, you um, on your social media posts and whenever you say uh, contact me and uh, we speak and things, you mention God in everyday conversation. And it's it's a very... It's not as traditional anymore. People don't seem to do it as much. But whenever you do it, especially, it's uh, like just saying, God bless you at the end of a message. It's actually it's a very warm, nice thing to say. So I wondered if you could tell me a little bit about your connection with God and in respect, why you reflect that on social media. Not that that's a problem by any stretch. I'm just, it's interesting right. uh, to see it. Well, um, first things first, in regards to reflecting on so- social media, one thing that I know, and, and I always deem myself, I, I've termed myself this, is Christian super soldier. Um, the one thing that I know about being a Christian super soldier, number one, is I'm, I know I'm not flawless. I know I'm not perfect. I absolutely know that. And I know that my job um, with uh, ministering the gospel is not to shove anything down anybody's throat but to be informative and to answer questions to the best of my ability. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not never going to fully understand this at all ever will. I never will. Um, but the situation is when I, when I put it out there on social media, especially because I, right now I have a Wednesday broadcast continuing in, uh, the form of my former radio broadcast come out because I'm not on the radio anymore. But when I was on the radio, I would do a live Facebook feed while I was at the station. My situation is, look, dude, you were given a gift and your gift wasn't to be used for the quiet storm. And your gift is not to be used for talking women out of their panties. Your gift is used for bigger, better things than that. So, um, and again, I never wanted to do radio when everybody told me, dude, you should do radio. I didn't want to do it, but I wound up doing it for eight years, but it was kingdom 
based. So I don't turn down kingdom work. Same thing with audiobooks. I never wanted to do audiobooks. Now I have four under my belt because they're kingdom based. So I don't turn down kingdom work. Um, a buddy of a buddy, I would call him uh, a father. My father in the faith always tells me, keep the faith, walk in faith, live in faith, and you can't lose. Um, he told me a couple of things. He says, and I, I'll never forget them. He told me, never turn down work and always give God your best. I'm like, okay. All right, cool. So I'll put it out there that I give him honor and glory for everything that happens. Um, even right now, I'm going through a trial right now. Uh, and I'm like, hey, okay, it is what it is. I'm at peace with it. I'm not fretting. I'm not stressing about the situation. I do. I've come to the, the point in my life to where I have a full understanding that adversity is always around the corner. Peaking, always. So there's a scripture that says- prepares you for what's to come. That adversity is actually training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tanya is, is, is preaching. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is, one thing I know is, and, and, we've, and we've had this conversation before, I, and I've said it, um, we, we grow in the hard times and we enjoy that growth in the good times, but there's always around the corner peaking a bad time, a hard time, ready to sneak up on you and pounce. But the thing is, is due to the fact that we've grown, just like Tanya just said, we're better equipped to deal with it. And yeah. we're better equipped to help others deal with similar situations. Better speak on it, sister. <laughs> so um, I'm going to, I'm going to actually, this is sort of, it's kind of funny, but it's actually, there's actual truth to it, especially with, for, with what it is that Tanya just said in regards to helping others. Um, because in every testimony, there's a test. And in every message, there's a mess. Marinate on that. That's amazing. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of things that could be just taken out of this as perfect sound bites already, and it's. I'm not going to. I'm going to obviously the point of the show, is so everyone has to listen. You got. You get a little snippet. I'm going to have to pick the right one to really tease them and draw them in. But that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I love it. it. It's one of those things as well where, when to go back to sort of your social media posting and things, it is something that I've people like yourself and like Tonya have always made me turn more towards uh religion in a sense of being like you know these are the examples of the individuals who strive as sort of tonya said earlier in what a christian should be and i've always said you know i believe that jesus was a person um and the idea of his message i've never disagreed with is his whole message of as tonya said earlier sort of love thy neighbor and those sort of things it's the, the core values of in my view the majority of abrahamic religions if back to their very core strip back you know a lot of the uh, complex doctrines that sort of things the the core values i think of most religions in all honesty is just love and goodness kind of should prevail that's the idea you know different religions have some have rewards or punishments or kind of things so i want to ask sort of you tonya with you yourself how would you define sort of your relationship with god uh, and that can be on an everyday basis or uh, in your sort of just general life but if someone asks you that and you kind of think about god in itself how, how do you connect with that thinking about your core question which is how would i define my relationship hmm. i'm constant my relationship with god is constant i talk to god every day multiple times a day in good times and bad you know you have to be grateful for your blessings but god is there for you to to rely on when you have trials and tribulations show me the way help me get through this i trust that i can i wouldn't have this on my plate if i weren't strong enough but i need to know how so it's not just fix this for me you know make this work for me it's help me fix it for myself show me how i can do this but it's also thank you when you show me the way and thank you 
Thank you for these problems because, you know, as we were talking before we got started, I have a lot on my plate right now and it is difficult to manage. But if these are my problems, that is a blessing. That in itself is a blessing. Oh no, I have too many projects. I have too many people who want me to do too many things. Wham. Thank you. Thank you for this being my problem. I feed every day, you know, <laughs> I have a beautiful home and cats and you know loved ones and I'm doing great, all things considered, but my stress level is high because I'm being torn in multiple directions. That's a blessing. And you're someone who's, who thrives on being busy, busy as well. I'm a bit of a workaholic, but <laughs> yeah. I, I could, I don't know the last time I wasn't at least active in something. I, my brain moves too quickly for me to sit and be stagnant. I would come up with a project, whether it's a volunteer project or a creative project, or just, I'm going to create this challenge of reading all of these books. I would find some place to put that energy. Now I try to do kind of a mix of all of it. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of what I'm vaguely doing. It's just like I'll try almost anything that comes my way, and just see how much time I can kind of cram in. Do I need as much sleep? No, I can rein that back for a few more years. You know. You know, I have a question for you, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. You you touched on it a little bit, and I was wondering why you are working through all all of these religious podcasts. Like when we met, you were teetering on Mm anti-religious and you you've changed over the years and i want to know what what is it that you are trying to find by talking to all these people because the shows are very interesting and so many wonderful points are being made and i'm wondering are, are you searching for something in yourself are you just curious are you trying to share with the world these curiosities that you have What's going on that is causing you to invite these people to speak about religion? I think that all religions have the piece of a piece, at least a piece of the puzzle of what reality is. I think that science has some, and I think that philosophy has pieces, and I think that, you know, even down to the core of human uh, experiences, you know, our sight, that's one piece of the puzzle is in my reality, the existence I live, part of it is sight, part of it is hearing, all those sort of things. So I feel like every religion has some answers or an answer or a perspective or a metaphor that makes sense of understanding our way in the universe. Because I believe that for the most part, when done correctly, I think religion and drugs, it sounds very odd, drugs are very umbrella term and I hate that term, but just so people understand intoxicants and things, they are both, for my view, the core connections that the human body and the human mind can have to inverse versions of reality. So religion is trying to understand how the reality outside of your direct sort of um, sphere, in a sense, how everything else is made, how everything else is working, why all these crazy things happen. And then I feel like in the inverse, when done correctly with things like a DMT or a psilocybin mushrooms, and there are ways you can achieve these things without uh, taking intoxicants, you can do uh, intense meditation, etc. But it's just an easy, quick way to kind of delve into it, is that that's your personal sort of introspection. You're kind of looking inward. I feel like religion in a lot of it is kind of looking outward and a lot of... um, drugs and broad times is looking inward and i'm not saying i've done loads and loads of different drugs and i'm doing lots and lots of different drugs or anything like that but what i'm saying is there's a lot of intrigue there for both of it and because i can't experience some of the things that religious individuals have experienced or experience certain things that people who have taken certain uh, hallucinogens they're two things that i've just always been very intrigued by because i feel like they have they have threads to the core of human existence i think they the way you can perceive the the different reality because that's what intoxicants do so alcohol does in certain ways but you know less in less visual sense it changes how you see reality it changes how you interact with people how your moral barriers go down with alcohol all kinds of things cannabis and loads of other ways you know all, all different intoxicants make your own reality different and the way that you interact with the world different but i think that religion is kind of the inverse it's almost how you're watching the world react with you how you are interpreting 
when you get, um, you know, when something bad happens to you, some people will blame someone or something. Some people will be like, that's part of God's plan. That's part of this. And I just think that religion has so much knowledge within it. And I feel like it gets brushed aside by a lot of people who are atheists or agnostic and like I have done because they ignore certain core values because of the brush that media and also inhuman fighting under the guise of religion and you know all the oil wars and all that sort of stuff over uh, in the Middle East and things like that all these different elements and things and then extremists adding fuel to that fire and I just think all of these things kind of make it a lot messier. And I think for a while I was perceiving religion as a purely negative thing that had no value. And I think after speaking with people and finding out what it means to them, I'm kind of understanding what value it has in our world. And I'm just kind of taking bits and pieces from each of it. You know, that that's kind of what I'm doing in a way. Because uh, my whole intrigue is just people and how I can exist in this world the best and how I can help others figure things out themselves you made two points dude um first one is you said several times about understanding and there is a scripture in, in the book of proverbs the book of wisdom that says in all you're getting get an understanding so being inquisitive is just puts you in on that path asking the questions doing the uh, doing the work the interviews getting an understanding which kudos second you made mention of, you know, uh, how certain people think, whether they are uh, atheists, possibly secular humanists, maybe agnostics. I've, I've actually been running on, running into quite a few um, atheistic videos on TikTok. And the craziest thing is, you know, I've heard some of the arguments coming from some of these people and their arguments are absolutely valid they're warranted. What it is that they're saying is absolutely true um, because they're coming from a standpoint of logic. Okay. Lot, it, Vulcan logic rules, period. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. And again, their questions and their statements logically are absolutely valid. However, when it comes to living a life of faith, logic, intellectualism, and reasoning are out the window. Because faith is something that we go off of blindly. This chair that I'm sitting in is not guaranteed to hold up 270 pounds, but I'm sitting in it by faith that it will. When I step outside that step outside the door, I'm putting the key in the ignition and just by faith, praying that the car starts. And I take my drives to Salt Lake City or L.A. for work. I pray that the car is going to get me there and get me back safely. And I'm doing so in faith. Uh, we have literally no idea what the next five minutes brings, let alone like the next five years. So um, all of this, this entire life existence is literally faith. We have no control over our heartbeat except for those who are in deep transcendental meditation who can possibly, <laughs> maybe possibly slow it down. We have what a three minute max, maybe window of, you know, controlling our diaphragm. But when all is said and done, we don't really have any control over what's going on because the moment that we lay our heads down to sleep, we are not guaranteed to wake up. So, um, again, logic is out the window because we have no understanding of, go to sleep. Am I going to get up tomorrow? Yeah, dude, I'm in control of my destiny. In five years, I'm going to be this massive billionaire. And bro, you have no idea. Your soul might be required of you just that night. So, um, again, you know, I know it sounds from coming from a worldly, a worldly standpoint, it sounds absolutely ridiculous and bat crazy. Um, no, it doesn't make any logical sense. Okay, that's fine. Do you live your life? I pray you do well. But 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 you're you're spewing hate. No, that is not the context of, for for which it is that I follow. What I do is I spew love. Now sometimes, no, let me take that back. All the time, the most powerful love, form of love that I show is by telling you the truth. Now, a lot of people think that 
telling the truth is hate and intolerance. That's because we now live in a marshmallow society. People want it sugar-coated. People want it candy-coated. You can't say that. It offends me. You can't breathe like that. It's offensive. <laughs> what, what can you do? So even, even telling the truth. Who was it? Orwell. Orwell says in, uh, was it times of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. How can telling the truth be revolutionary? We'll leave that up into the, we'll leave that out, out there into the ether and hopefully somebody will come up with a valid answer. <laughs> you know, I would argue BZ that the, the greatest thing that you do is setting a good example. It's not telling the truth. It's setting a good example. It's all of the things that you do. It's saying, I am a Christian, and then living a life of what you believe a Christian should be. It's your lack of hypocrisy that is, to me, your greatest example. Bless your wonderful heart, uh, because the situation is, for me, uh, and she just keeps just keeps hitting all the right notes, man. Um, integrity is absolutely paramount. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you don't just talk the talk. You have to walk the walk. And on top of that, um, just to dovetail on what you just said, honey, is uh, as opposed to setting an example, I would actually rather be the example. That's why I do what it is that I do. Because when all is said and done, there's always somebody out there watching, waiting to point the finger and waiting for me to slip up. That's why I say, despite the fact that I'm being a, a Christian super soldier and you know all of that stuff, I'm not perfect. There's going to be somewhere, somehow, I'm going to mess up. It is absolutely inevitable. I'm, I'm going to do something wrong. Um, I'm going to get mad. Most people have never even seen that. Most people can't even comprehend that, me getting mad. Um, but it, it's going to happen. It's absolutely going to happen. And I'm not immune. I'm absolutely not immune. So I'm going to fail. But one of my prayers literally every day is, Lord, help me not to fail you. I may fail the world, but Help me not to fail you. And I know somewhere, some way, somehow throughout the course of the day, it's going to happen. I'm going to fail him somewhere, some way, somehow, because I'm not perfect. But I still pray the prayer in hopes that, you know, the day comes that I don't fail him. And do you, um, I'll start with you, sort of, Tonya, with your, with achievements, with things that you have achieved, how do you perceive that? in what you attribute to God? How, how much of that do you say is God and how much of that would you say is potentially yourself? Like you touched on it a little bit earlier, but I wonder if you could just explore that a little bit more for us. I don't think that I have achieved anything without God. I believe God was there the entire time. Now, did God take the steps for me? No. But God was there to guide my steps or to help me learn what I, what I needed to learn before I could make those steps. And I believe a huge part of that is my relationship with God. The fact that I am asking for this information. I'm seeking it. I'm not just sitting here waiting for it to drop in my lap. All right. When is my inbox going to be full of opportunities that I didn't, you know, I didn't apply for, you know, I'm here waiting, you know, you have to put in the work. And part of that is having that faith that BZ was talking about, mm. having the faith that you are going to put into the put in the work, and then these achievements are going to follow. My journey absolutely has not been as I planned, which is a challenge for me because I am a control freak and I want to be in charge of every possible thing in my life. But I know that that's not the way. So what can I control? The things that I say to myself the things that I put out into the world and the communication I have with God, I can control those things and trust that if I take the, the proper steps, what, wherever this leads me will be where I'm supposed to be. Slim just made a very, whether you realize it or not, woman, you are singing like Mariah today. 
Um, <laughs> she just made a made one of the the biggest points there is in in living a life of faith. And there's even scripture about it. It says, "Faith without works is dead. Work without faith, uh, works without faith is dead." Um, and I came up with my own mantra. Um, you know, uh, take action and faith, and have faith in taking action. Because the thing is, they have faith and action have a symbiotic relationship. You can't do one without the other. So. Um, you know, in the relationship department that she just spoke on, um, you know, I look at it like, yeah, we do have a relationship. We also, you know, I look this at this thing as a partnership as well. Um, I have my part. The Lord has his part. He'll do his, he, 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 he will do his part. I can't do his part. I have to do my part. And as long as I do my part, and he takes care of his part, which I absolutely have 200% faith in, then all business will be taken care of as it's supposed to be. And she also mentioned earlier about, you know, I just need to know how. She's starting with the what? The how to do the how will show up if you're walking and leading in faith. Yeah, and it's, if, with religion, and I think... I think a lot of the issues that people have uh, with religion when they're looking in is is that kind of thing is the idea of they they view it as contradictions I think when it's the idea of free will but also God controlling things in air quotes because I think controlling is the wrong word but the what I've been kind of noticing is a common thread uh, among a lot of religion and also a lot of general spirituality and just a lot of people there's the term um, I've described it as the pull. Uh, some people describe it as intuition or gut feeling or things like that across civilization um, in a variety of different ways. People of different ages and demographics and religions always talk about there's just something that you kind of have a, a feeling about. You know, there's been uh, there's certain neuroscientists who've said, oh, it's your brain. And it's when you're in a situation, you can kind of uh, absorb so many uh, actions at once and things that your subconscious uh, kind of translates it and puts in your conscious to make you get that feeling there's there's are air quotes explanations for a lot of these things but i've just noticed that there's things i've even experienced which would that specific explanation i gave wouldn't make sense without it being something greater without me being able to essentially sense vibrations throughout the world and in with a scientific minded thing if you think of particles and molecules and things in theory, you could do that. So who's to say that there isn't a being or a deity or something which is very lightly putting these signals out there to guide one person? And you can amplify that in a, a lot of ways. And the reason I'm mentioning that aspect of things is because although it's not necessarily something uh, that I am fully... That's not my necessary in interpretation of things, but that's one way that one could describe things like this. And so I just know this is common thread of something giving telling you and i think that since especially my dad passed away i've been really trying to listen to that gut feeling because i found that whenever i've ignored it 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 things always don't go how i seem it's always kind of that thing you said tonya it's like oh no i know what i need or want in this scenario and then you go against the gut feeling be it in a relationship or all kinds of variety of things and then afterwards you go oh no i really shouldn't have done that and you remember and there's other times you you have a feeling about something you're i'm going to act on that for one reason or another something is telling me to do this in some way and i've noticed that people who generally follow that be it salesmen who follow their gut instinct uh, be it religious individuals they generally speaking uh, as long as they're not like psychopathic or anything they generally speaking have like a more positive life and generally do more good out there so with when people hear the voice of god the idea of god speaks to you and that kind of idea i wonder if uh, i'll ask you both but tonya first of when you hear that when you hear sort of god communicating with you in some way is there a way that you could uh, potentially describe it or a feeling you get or just any way when you hear god speaking to you or the voice of god or the deity itself how how do you kind of internalize that how do you how do you explain that to someone if you if words can <laughs> It happens in different ways. There are times where I don't know that situation is happening and maybe I'm being kind of dense to it because I'm being resistant because, you know, I want to be in control. But there are other times where I open myself up to it and it's like, okay, I, I'm asking this question, help me. And 
I will say more than 90% of the time I get hit with something where it's just like, mm, there's the answer. And how did I not think of that myself? And thank you for, for giving me what I, you know, thank you for giving it to me. I've been sitting here and struggling with this thing by myself, not asking for help. And then I ask and the answer just arrives. So it's kind of a relief. It's like a weight lifted. First, it's kind of like a punch in my chest. It's weird. It's like a, a small punch, but it's not painful. It's just the force of it. And then a release. Just, oh, there, I have the answer. Now I can proceed. That, my happy people, is what is called revelation. Hmm. So um, I actually, I, I spoke on this yesterday on my broadcast, which is on Facebook. Um, and my subject matter was perseverance and I woke up, um, was it Tuesday? I woke up Tuesday with this whole funk of, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like doing that. I'm sick of auditioning. Why don't they just offer me parts? I'm good enough to do the work. Why don't they just give me the promos and the TV, the, the, the TV promos and the movie trailers that I want? I'm good enough to do the work. Just you all know me. I don't feel like doing this anymore. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. And every time I've always discussed the entire situation with people about, I don't feel like it, but I know like it. And so it's like, okay, no, I don't feel like going to the gym, but I know like I need to go to the gym. Why? Because at the end of that gym session, I'm going to come out on top. There's something that you mentioned here, Mike, uh, just a second ago. Um, in regards to, you know, you have this oots and it's telling you to go in this direction and you go in that direction and there's an adverse effect in the Bible. That's called being, that's, that's called being shipwrecked because you took the wrong direction. Um, there's a, there's a, a, a lot of people, a slew of people out there who go against the grain, um, in the direction that they're supposed to go in. I, I got this saying from, a. uh, a middle school, I was walking the halls a couple of years ago. It says doing the right thing isn't always easy, but it's always right. So, um, when I finished that whole, I don't feel like it vent. I'm like, all right, so what do I know? Okay. I got, I got it off my chest. So it was, I, I literally felt the weight off of my chest after I was like, literally, I guess I was going through a pout spell. I was pouting. I'm like, dude, come on, man. I'm dope at this. I can do this. I can do this. And then I got past the pout. And then I'm like, all right, so there's somebody I'm supposed to help today. Um, there's something that I'm supposed to do today. I'm like, okay, let me look at my emails. Okay, I got a couple of auditions. Let's go ahead and get these auditions knocked out. Um, I'm currently working on an audio book. All right, I got to you know, knock a couple of chapters out in this joint. Um, so it's like, all right, well, cool, dude, just, you know, keep it moving. Um, we don't know who we're going to help today. Then all of a sudden, one of my voiceover students hits me up and she's going through a funk. I'm like, this is who I'm supposed to help. And then coming from that point, one of my close voiceover buddies who just recently moved here, uh, I'm not sure, sure if you, I, I want to say that I introduced you to him, a gentleman named Trey Mosley. Um, but maybe not, not just yet, but, um, he just moved here recently and he hits me up and, uh, he's like, man, I was just about to go to bed last night and he's got like an exercise, uh, system at his house. He's got weights, he's got a treadmill, the whole spiel, and he's working on, you know, uh, bettering his, his physical health. And he goes, I was getting ready to go to bed. And, uh, I looked at the weight, the weight set. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go to bed. Then he stopped headed to the weight set and sat down and then did 30 minutes worth of weights. He didn't feel like doing it, but he did it. Um, there's a gentleman I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with named Andrew Tate, who's uh, pretty much one of the most banned human beings on planet Earth. Um, but he put something out there that says the dude who goes to the gym when he doesn't feel like it is always going to beat the man who doesn't feel like it, but he can go. So, um, when you, there, there's just a, 
we get this this uts in our gut that lets us to know the direction we need to go in. Um, and a lot of the times, just like Tanya was just saying, you know, we're just being stubborn and control freaks. There are a lot of people out there who don't want to submit to a, an authority greater than their own. They're stubborn that way. Um, no, I don't want to go that way. No, I don't want to do it that way. Um, and then they wind up shipwrecked. Man, I should have. And that was one thing that I told myself that I did not want to do when I decided to go full on in this entertainment game was live a life of coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah, you always got to do it. Always always got to. That's what it's like. What's the best advice anyone can give to someone to achieve their dreams? Just start doing it. If you want to be a writer, just start writing. If you want to be a filmmaker, just start trying to make movies. If you, you know, if you want to do voiceover, then you've got to start just putting yourself out there and trying things and, you know, exercising that muscle. And it's, it's the, it's the thing It's I think it's one of those things that when people like, uh, people say to me sometimes like, you're really busy all the time. I say, yeah, cause I'm passionate and I love uh, doing these things, but it's also the, I, I have a goal, but the goal isn't really a goal. It, it's just, I've got a direction and I'm just kind of everything as I go in this direction with podcasting and with other sort of close elements of my life and assisting people and generally putting out good vibes and things like that is like, the more I do that generally, the better my life is. So I'm just going to kind of keep on doing that. And one kind of thing I've been thinking about recently um, with the idea of God is a a theory I've had about what God actually is, is a physical being or or what, or this idea of this deity beyond our our comprehension, is we're all made from the same matter, you know, uh, however one defines creation, we're all made from the same basic, you know, stuff. And so at some point, we were probably all the same thing and then it just kind of split apart whether you think it's the big bang or any sort of other elements you know it was everything was created from something you know and so this idea of what if god is the every conscious being feels like they're a part of god and interprets god in a different way because god was this being and then it fragmented itself into billions upon trillions of different consciousnesses in different levels of sentience and all kinds of things, be it a tree or be it a human, and each one of these is a fragment of this ethereal being, and that's a way that we all can be sort of together, how we have this feeling, how all these kind of elements. Now, I'm not saying this is something that yourselves necessarily would align with with your uh, beliefs, but it's just been an idea of how all human consciousness is connected, and I kind of view it almost as light and energy coming off our heads and shooting into sort of the, the stratosphere, and all living beings just contributing to that kind of universal consciousness. And if that consciousness put together, that could be whatever one's interpretation of god is and that's how it can know everything and be everything because it it literally is everything if you know what i mean that's almost a way how i kind of rationalize the idea of god not saying you two have to agree with that but i thought i'd throw that out there force well that's it i mean it's your force description (laughs) yeah it is my my force is literally everyone's beings of light are made from the same matter you know it's probably the reason why star wars is connected with me for so so long is because yeah i basically believe all of that stuff now and people have mocked me before before and i'm like but it makes a lot of sense to me (laughs) what's your midichlorian count (laughs) not not, not that sort of not that part we don't need to measure those things we just just be (laughs) <laughs> well, the thing is, um, dude, you, you, I always tell people to, you know, while you're w- walking in this walk of faith to stand out, especially when it comes to entertainment, because you have to step out to find out. And while you're stepping out find to find out, you have to stand out. Um, there's one thing about being a standout or a maverick or a pioneer. There's always going to be adversity who will ridicule you. Always. Doesn't matter for not being average, indie, for not just following following the, the crowd norm. and doing as they yeah. do, for stepping out in ways that they're afraid to try. Yeah, and and if if not if not afraid to, um, they're uh, defiant in doing it. So um, there's there's a scripture in the word that says, um, "Narrow is the gate." And straight is the path to life. And there's only going to be a few that find it. But broad is the gate or path to the way of destruction. And there'll be a lot of people there who find it. The narrow path are the outliers, those who decide to go in a different direction. 
Um, I've been told I'm narrow-minded. Thank you. I appreciate that. That means that I'm following <laughs> the right path that I'm supposed to be on. So um, I don't think you're narrow-minded, but I do think yeah, that you're on the right um, path. Well, the thing is, is she called she called me that because I told her something that was truthful. And it just did not jive with where the, the direction that she was going in. I would, I didn't lie about anything. I just told her, Hey, look, this is what's up. You know, this is why I don't call you or talk to you as much as I did because of your narrow minded view. Um, okay. Thanks. I really appreciate the compliment. So as I was saying, and boy, oh boy, did her, fe her feathers ruffle. You know, I want but, to use your analogy and piggyback off of that. Please because do. there's this narrow path, right? Mm -hmm. Th this is the narrow opening mm -hmm. that we can find and we know how to get to this. And part of our job is to lead others to it. But if you try to force someone where they don't want to go and you try to force them into it and shove them in, yep. now you've blocked the path for others that do know the way. Now you've blocked the path for others to get in. That's not the way you're supposed to handle it. Yep lead but don't force precisely and so like i said earlier you know um it's my job to you know there somebody came at me dude you're trying to conform people i'm like no i'm not my job is not to conform anybody my job is to inform them now what they by the do way conforming is not being a christian because yeah. most people <laughs> don't believe in the way yeah. of christianity <laughs> So, um, it's like, look, they're already my job, is, <laughs> my job is information, not confirmation. So, um, if you, I'll just tell you what it is that I know. If you ask me, I'm not just about to, no, dude, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't this new, nope. uh, -uh. especially when it comes to adults. No, uh, -uh. Hey dude, why are you always smiling? Are you sure you want to hear this? Yeah. What's going on? And then I'll tell them. Um, one dude walks up to me at work. Well, when I was working, um, uh, I think he's from Brazil. He goes, Hey man, are you Christian? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I can tell. I can see the light of God on you. I heard the theme to 1978 Superman for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can deal with that. I hadn't said anything, not word one to this dude. He just walks up to me and asks the question. And still to this day, he and I are super cool. That, that is really that is impressive. I want to ask with your relationship with God, and uh, this may get into personal territory just in case, uh, so you don't have to el elaborate on everything, but have you always been a follower of your faith um, since you were young, like your entire life? Was it there a, a point in your life in which you kind of, turned away turned back like i'm intrigued by each of your respective journeys if i start with you bz what's uh what would you if you could tell us yeah absolutely i was i was made aware of god's existence when i was young by my mom um she didn't raise us in the church she just made a she just made us aware of his existence um and so it's like all right cool well i mean i always knew that somewhere some way somehow there was something greater than me, there's something greater than us. It's something infinitely greater. I just, I just had this instinct since I was young, but I never, you know, I've over the years I was off and on, off and on, off and on, but I didn't fully embrace it until, um, late 2009. And I'm like, you know, something I'm doing something wrong. And I need to switch something up and it, and literally I had to lose everything in order for me to get to where I am now. And that's the end of part one. Thank you as always for tuning in, my friends. Part two will be out next week, but if you can't wait that long, please consider going to patreon.com slash genuine chits chat for as little as one pound a month. You'll get instant early access to part two of this conversation, as well as over 150 bonus episodes that you can't find elsewhere.
So what's going on next week? Well, our conversation on God continues. So BZ and Tonya explain how and where their current relationship with God started. There's a lot of honest stories there that I hugely appreciate. They talk about how they perceive God when they feel closest to God and also talk about how their relationship with God helps them combat adversity, as well as talking about their favorite religious places. And Tonya goes in depth explaining why she still believes there is a powerful presence in her life and everyone's lives today. It's a really, really great continuation of the conversation we had in this episode you just heard. So make sure you tune in next week when that is released so what else have we got coming up well i've got a conversation due for recording next week with someone who is an incredible glass blower it's gonna be a very interesting conversation there and the little hint is if you go watch the netflix show blown away you will see this individual at some point in that show i won't give any further hints till i've got that conversation recorded In addition to that, I'm speaking with someone who is an independent filmmaker. They've made a feature-length film, and they've also worked with Marvel on a huge amount of projects, so I'm very excited to speak with that individual. And then towards the end of the month, I've got a conversation due with someone who's an author who's written about some very, very important and uh, very current issues, which are quite a lot to deal with. So I'm not going to really preview that any further here until I've got that recorded, because it's going to be a very, very intense conversation. But I'm very excited to release those. That's what we've got coming up for March. Lots of other cool stuff in the pipeline, as there always is. But just make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. Obviously, on YouTube, you can check out a lot of the video versions of the conversations, and the full video version of this will be released next week as well well you can follow me on instagram twitter and on facebook at genuine chits chat you can also sign up to the pop culture collective newsletter i contribute to that every week i talk about all the things that is going on with the mandalorian discussion shows presently with my star wars show with genuine chit chat in addition to that there's loads of other incredible creators the femon collective that tonya's a part of regularly posts on there as well tony farina does spider dan does chris and dave of comics emotion vhs strikes back and the reality cast also do and so do lots of other people who may not be weekly contributors but there's always something really really interesting to listen to so if you want to get a lot more information on what i'm doing a lot of the associated people with genuine chit chat i've been doing and all of that without having to follow every single person on social media and all that thing the pop culture collective is the perfect place to find all of that out in one fell swoop i've already plugged my patreon here so there's not much else to say here so please just share this on social media tell your friends about it rate on apple podcasts good pods spotify any of the places that allow you to leave a review or a rating please do because it really really helps the show out but friends thank you so much for listening as always i appreciate each and every one of you listening and i'll talk to yourselves next week with part two of my conversation with tonya todd and bz all about god you have just experienced host creator everything else of genuine chit chat and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.